Hello, my darlings. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you for choosing Slut Radio once again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, as Miles said in our uh, 12 Days of Sexmas podcast, we're in East Tennessee, and for some reason today my allergies are acting up, so I'm probably going to sniffle a lot and maybe sound a little different. I don't know, but uh, please excuse me for that. I was welcoming you and welcoming you into our lovely podcast. Uh, for those of you who are new, Slut Radio is about sexually liberated, unashamed talk. That's what we do here. Uh, if you're also a slut, that's fine. I'm a slut. You're a slut. We can be sluts together. Anyway, welcome back. I, I don't know if uh, I, I'm very distracted today, too. This is this is my uh, third try doing this podcast, and I keep I just am dissatisfied with it. It's uh, this podcast, as you may or may not know from the title, is about masturbation. We all do it. And if uh, if you don't do it, you should. Because um, I have a feeling that those of you who don't indulge in masturbation are wound a little tight. I've got some stats. I've got some interesting statistics on masturbation that I found on a website that I'll share with you. I have some thoughts on masturbation. Of course I do. And um, I have, uh, what else do I have? I wanted to have a guest, but the last time we were here on the 12 Days of Sexmas, Cody and Miles and I talked a little bit about masturbation. So without further ado, let's dive into some masturbation fun. What do you think? We all know what masturbation is, but what else do we call it? I've got some terms here. I, I asked some of my friends what they called it, what they've heard it called. I looked some things up because my generation, my generation is just... I, I'm sorry if you're in my generation, and I'm, I'm probably about to insult you, but my generation is very boring when it comes to uh, anything sexual. We just don't talk about it, and that is actually a fact. I uh, looked that up. That was one of the statistics on this website that I showed you or that I told you about. I'm sorry. Okay, so terms for masturbation. Now, most of the terms are for guys just because... Just, I don't know, just because. I, I think it's it's easier to come up with terminology for what guys do when they masturbate. Girls are all over the map uh, when we masturbate. Some of these sayings are for all sexes. So, okay, here we go. Engaging in safe sex or self-love. That's a, a masturbatory thing. Rub one out. Getting off. Manual override. I like this one, especially if you're in uh, the law profession. We've got badgering the witness. Being your own best friend. That's, that's nice. Playing five on one. That just, that brings a smile to my face no matter what. Wank or wanking. Waxing your carrot. I had a friend introduce me to that. I'd never heard that term until I was about 50 years old. Okay, we've got jacking off. We've got jilling off. We've got getting your rocks off and pulling your pud. Bash the bishop. Choke the chicken. Beat your meat. Flog the dog. I'm assuming this one is uh, for the ladies out there, or maybe you're not so ladylike. Minding the gap. 
Okay, I, I've heard that one for the, the subway over in uh, the United Kingdom, but I don't know what it means, and uh, maybe somebody can enlighten me. In this instance, it means masturbating, minding the gap. All right, beat off, jerking the gherkin, a little pickle. Okay, we got uh, two-finger tango. I'm assuming that's for the gals out there because I can't see a guy trying to jerk off with just two fingers. Now we've got the hand job. I saved my favorite ones for last. We're getting into my favorite ones. Shaking hands with the milkman. I just thought that was funny. This is my favorite one for the females out there. What we do is called petting the kitty. Yes, I like that one. You can you can tell everybody that you've gone home for lunch and you got to spend your hour or half hour or whatever petting the kitty. Everybody's going to say, I didn't know you had a cat. And you can just chuckle. Or if you just want to tell them exactly what you did, say, I don't have a cat. And let them figure it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, this And uh, these next two are specifically for males. We have evicting the testicular squatters. I just love that one. It's just funny. And then self-induced penile regurgitation. Okay. But my absolute favorite one, this can be used for any sex, anyone who identifies as whatever they choose to identify as. And we've got looking for clues with Fred and Daphne. I love that when my daughter was, there I go again, talking about my daughter. You can't escape it. Sorry, not sorry. When she was growing up, she was the biggest Scooby-Doo fan. And it was just so glaringly obvious to me that Fred and Daphne were involved, I guess. I don't know. All right. So that is, that, that, those are just some of the things that we call masturbation, some of the things that we call our, uh, our self-gratification. And before I get into this, uh, all these statistics and everything, which is, is it's going to take me a little while because you know me, I talk. I'm going to talk about these things. The, this, this report where these statistics came from, it is a, a worldwide report. And I do have statistics on countries other than the United States, which makes me very happy. I'm very curious to know where the United States stands on the issue of masturbation. And that's all this survey was about. Not anything else. I mean, there were there were side trips. In, and um, I'm going to give you the name of it. I can't give you the web address for it because my link isn't working. I, I don't know how, in all honesty, I even got to the survey because my link isn't working. And I, I just, I don't know enough about technology to figure this shit out. So the name of the company that did this report is Tenga. Tenga, Tenga, T-E-N-G-A. And this, this one, this report that I got this information from was from 2019. Uh, they had a 2020 report out that really, it looked interesting and I did want to include it, but it was only from the United States. And I don't know why, but it was, it was, it only included information gathered from the United States this year. But the interesting thing about it was it had uh, COVID 
information about uh, people who specifically bought sex toys just because of lockdown. Um, they bought speci- they bought sex toys specifically to make lockdown go faster, be easier. I'm not sure. Um, I, I didn't write down any of that information, but uh, because, I, like I said, it was from 2020, and it was only from the United States, and I, I wanted to get a feel, if you will, for other countries in this big world of ours, or this small world of ours. I like to believe it's a small world after all. And it is because we all, one of these days, we're all going to get along and we're all going to love one another and it's going to be great. Before I, I, again, before I get into this report, I want to talk a little bit about how we, we discover masturbation. And if I'm not mistaken, let me scroll through this. Yes, I, there is a statistic on how people discovered masturbation. But even before that, and the, I've got a statistic on what age group uh, we start masturbating. Louis C.K., the comedian, did a bit on masturbating. Uh, I don't remember which uh, concert it was. I wish I could, but he it was, I want to say, one of his more recent ones. But he did a bit about masturbation. And he he challenged his audience. He he said, if you have left an eight-year-old boy at home, he is humping everything in the house. And it was so funny because he went on to explain that eight-year-old boys, they they anything that rubs up against their crotch just feels really good. So little boys do this all the time and especially around this age when the hormones are just starting to get ready for puberty so little boys according to louie anyway and i think it's great that we have louie mentioned on the masturbatory podcast i think that's fitting and louie if you're out there you can come be on my show, pun intended, and you you can masturbate here. I don't care. Knock your socks off, baby. I, I'd love to talk to you either which way, but uh, you can you can choke the chicken, beat your meat, flog the dog, jack off, wax your carrot, wank, all these things. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. And maybe he'd actually do the bit for us because he's a lot funnier than me. That's for damn sure. He, he goes on to use the arm of the couch, the door of the refrigerator with the, uh, the rubber seal on it, and a car door. He uses these as examples of what eight-year-old boys are just going to rub up against uh, because it feels good. And the whole reason that I know this is true is I have a friend, and you guys remember Miles. He may not want to be quoted in this aspect, but it's very funny. So I'll run this by him, and if, if, if he says okay, I'll leave it all in. If not, hopefully I can get the whole thing edited out. He is tall. He is about six foot three or six foot four. He and I used to work together. We were pharmacy technicians. And at the counter at which we stood, to uh, count the pills and do all of our pharmacy tech work, 
I was, he and I were standing there together at different stations, you know, about maybe five or six feet apart. And I noticed him out of the corner of my eye. He kind of seemed to be swaying. So I counted my pills and I poured them out and I slapped the label on the bottle and everything. I got done doing what I was doing, waited for him to get done counting his pills because you don't interrupt a pharmacy tech when they're counting their pills. You just don't. So I waited for him to get done and I, I asked him, I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, why? I said, well, you're, you're swaying or something. What are you, are you, because Miles used to listen to music at work, and he'd have it turned down really low so nobody, you know, would be able to hear it if the pharmacy was noisy, and it was noisy. And so I thought, well, maybe he's listening to music. He ended up telling me later that he finds himself doing this, and he doesn't even realize he's doing it, and he's not the only guy, he says, that does this. Based on his height and the counter height at which we were standing, the edge of the counter was the perfect spot for him to rub his dick. So I guess guys don't get over it. He was in his, uh, how old was he? His late 20s at this time. So he was beyond the eight-year-old range. I just think that uh, we do things that feel good and we're not even aware of it. I know that uh, when I was when I was a teenager, I had not discovered the joys and the the pleasure of masturbating, but I knew how to think arousing thoughts, and I knew that if I clenched my legs together up at the top. If I could clench them together often enough, and what I, what I didn't know I was doing was masturbating just in an odd way, because I never thought to touch myself there except when I was washing. And I know that at times, with, especially with a washcloth, it gets quite pleasurable when you've got your hormones in an uproar and you're horny and you don't know you're horny. It's frustrating. Yeah, we, we touch ourselves because it feels good. We do these things. We rub against things because it feels good. It's, it's easier for a guy to just kind of brush up against a counter that he's level with, especially if he's standing at the counter. And it's easier for a guy to do that. What is a gal supposed to do to her engorged clit while she's at work? I mean, seriously, you, you have to, because of the way the clit is positioned, it's a little harder to get to, let's say, than the dick. So women just have to go in the bathroom and at, at work and do something and, you know, whatever it is, whether it's throw cold water on their face or try and jill off real quick. I've also got a statistic on where people masturbate. Um, I'll go into some uh, some of my own stories with that. But yeah, I don't think I actually discovered actual masturbation until I was in my late teens or early 20s. And I remember, I remember vividly the, uh, the detachable shower head that my mom and my stepdad put in our newly remodeled bathroom. We'd never had a detachable shower head in any house I'd ever lived in. And, you know, I took it off. And, of course, you take it off of the, of the wall when you're rinsing off. And I'm rinsing everything off. And I'm like, whoa, that felt good. Let's do that again. 
So I did it again. And this was just on the regular spray. And then I figured out the massage setting. Oh, I was in business then. So yeah, got that figured out. And um, that was in my, like I said, my late teens, my early 20s. I think I was a late masturbatory bloomer. And again, if you've heard any of my previous podcasts, you know that You know that I was sheltered and very naive, almost to the point of stupidity at certain points and about certain things. Oh, hang on. Miles is calling me. Let's see. Let's see if Miles wants to be on a podcast. Hey, baby, what's up? Are you podcasting? I am. What's up? (laughs) Well, shit. Well, no, I can pause it. Yeah. Can you? Yes. All right. Um, But wait, I have to ask you something. Um. I just related a story about when we worked at Kroger in the pharmacy and you were standing next to me at, at my left at the the product dispensing station and you were you kept leaning up against the counter. Do you remember that? I do. Yes, I talked about that. Now do you want me to delete that? Well, I think the intention behind it wasn't anything sexual. No, it wasn't, and I did it discuss just that. I did. I yeah, because like, you stand in place for so long. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I don't care. Okay, well, I'll let you hear it before I uh, publish it. So let me pause, 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 pause. All right, my loves, I'm back from my phone call with Miles. He was having some Christmas shopping issues. He gets a little grumpy, and that's okay because I can usually talk him down because I get grumpy too when it comes to Christmas shopping. So where were we? With Without further ado, the Tenga 2019 Self-Pleasure Report. Okay, now this is just my cliff notes of this. It, it went on for 56 pages. Let me tell you, it, um, I'm going to try and find it again while I'm blathering here, but it was really, really informative. Okay, I have a link to the, uh, the uh, oh God, I can't talk. I have a link to the 2020 report and maybe... There is a link to previous reports. I didn't, like I said, I didn't like the 2021 because they used different graphs and I I didn't like that. And um, I, sorry, I'm trying to read and do this at the same time. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. No, that's not good. I can't do that. I'm sure that if you uh, scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll through the 2020 report, there may be a link to the 2019 report. I'm still scrolling. My God, this is this one is a long report. Study overview, objectives, key audiences, sample plan. No, there's not a link. I Okay, so let's see. Try Tenga, T as in tortoise, E, N is a Nancy G A Tanga dot C O backslash press backslash Tanga underscore twenty twenty underscore US underscore report dot PDF. 
So tanga.co backslash press backslash tanga underscore 2020 underscore US underscore report dot PDF. That should get you to the 2020 report. And if you've got some questions about Americans who who masturbate, especially during COVID, I mean, like I said, this is it's some really interesting information. Um, and it was it looks like it was conducted in May of 2020. So it was right at the height of uh, lockdowns. My goodness, this is very interesting. But it is not what I wanted. Because, like I said, the one in 2019, it was it still had a lot of information about the United States of America. And it, it, it was predominantly about the US, but they did include other countries, like I said, and I was very interested in learning how the other countries looked at masturbation versus how the United States looked at masturbation. So there were over 10,000 men and women surveyed in 2019. And Let's see, we've got nine countries, and I put them in order of the percentages that uh, this stat includes the countries that were surveyed, and it, I've got it listed in order of who masturbates the most, okay? Number one, or do we want to go backwards? Let's go backwards. Let's go backwards and have the big reveal last. Okay, number nine nine countries surveyed. So 73% of people in China masturbate. Okay. Now, seven and eight were actually a tie. We have Japan and South Korea with 76% of their populations masturbating at any given moment. Number six is Taiwan, and they come in at 80%. Number five is France at 82%. Number four was the United States at 84% of us masturbating. Number three was Germany. And I liked their number because of a little uh, historic tidbit. Germany came in at 89% of their population masturbating. And I find that interesting because the wall fell in 89. So there we go. The Berlin Wall went out of existence in 1989. Number two in the world for masturbating, the United Kingdom at 91%. So who does that leave us in the number one position they masturbate 93 percent of people masturbate in the country of spain woohoo go spain okay and go uk i mean that's that's 91 percent for the uk is pretty good i feel anything over 90 percent is pretty impressive the next question was uh how often do these people masturbate. So those numbers are a little bit different for once a week. Let's see, was this? Yeah, this is once weekly or more. The UK has the most wankers. Yes, that's what I wrote. They have the most wankers. Um, but the UK, 61% of people in the UK masturbate at least once a week or more. So I guess the 
people in Spain, because see, these are where the numbers differ. People in Spain masturbate at 93%. 93% of the population surveyed masturbates. But I guess they masturbate less often. So the United Kingdom does have the most wankers. And who is second? Who's second? Well, who comes in second? Ha, ha, ha. Yes, pun intended. The United States of America. Uh, 60% of us Yanks. Ha, ha, Yankers and wankers. Yeah. So 60% of us Yanks are jacking and jilling off once weekly or more. Now, Japan, China, and South Korea bring up the rear with 48, 45, and 43% respectively. So that leaves all these other Taiwan, France, and Germany, uh, and Spain right in the middle between, what, 60 and 48%. So pretty much right in the middle. And again, that was how often these people masturbated. And that was once a week or more. I'm just, I'm finding this very interesting because I... I just, I find the subject of masturbation, I find any sexual subject very interesting. And I've always thought that most people masturbate. And I think that those who don't, either they they need to, or I think they might lie about it. Ah, okay. During masturbation... Now, this, this was only uh, the United States on this one. For some reason, they didn't uh, include the rest of the world, and I don't know why. But only in the United States did uh, men and women actually both chose this as the number one thing that they do or use during their masturbatory routine, and that is view adult content. I'm taking that as to mean any... Um, Physical pornography, like a video or a magazine or, or a pornography on your phone or your computer, that's all adult content. And I'm surprised, actually, that uh, men and women both chose this as the number one thing that they do. I really, I, I, uh, for some reason, I didn't think that women used adult content when they masturbated. I don't know why. But along those same lines, did you know that women in the United States are more likely to use any kind of sex toy during masturbation? And I'll tell you, I have used things other than sex toys, like I said, I've used the the shower massage. I think most women have. I think a lot of men have too. And uh, because it, it it's very stimulating to certain areas. It, it just is. And um, so yeah, we've used the, the shower massage. I've used other household items. I mean, you know, in a pinch. It's okay to use, I'm looking around, let's see what I can find. I don't see anything within my sight. Um, oh, okay, I, I, I can't think of anything. I know that I have used some unusual things to touch myself with and to insert, but 
I can't, I really can't remember any of them other than a shower massage. I mean, now that I have sex toys, that's what I use. But I used to not have sex toys. And speaking of sex toys, that takes me back. I know we're in the middle of uh, a podcast dealing with statistics and everything. If you want to get to that, skip my story. That's fine. I don't mind a bit. I, uh... I didn't have any sex toys while I was married. I didn't have any sex toys when I was a teenager. I didn't have any sex toys before I was married. Just, you know, my my fingers and whatever else I could find, I guess. I, I Like I said, I just, I don't remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. And if I remember anything, I'll share it with you in future podcasts. How's that sound? But I waited. Now, those of you who have listened to me before know that I am a divorced woman. And my husband at the time uh, kind of dropped a bombshell on me. I thought we were happy and we're sitting there one night and we have this whole conversation. We end up in marriage counseling. And I mean, he, he totally wrecked me mentally. He He really did. But I'm still getting over it. Well, discuss that another time too. But uh, once he made the decision, because when whatever assignments our marriage counselor gave us, I tried to do them. He was very uncooperative. And in retrospect, it was because he'd already made his mind up. And I didn't know this at the time, but of course he had somebody else. He is now married to her. More power to both of them. But until my then-husband actually said, no, I no longer want to be married to you. Let's get a divorce. Until that point, I had never owned a sex toy. And after he imparted this devastating news to me, I guess I decided to find a silver lining. And I went on a sex toy website and I put things in my cart. And one of the first things I put in my little electronic cart on this little electronic sex toy website, I found, because I'd been very, very curious for a long, long time. And like I said, one of these days, I will share with you the story of my marriage and my disastrous sex life. But you know, that's already a hint. How about that? So first thing I put in my little electronic cart was a pretty little pink butt plug. Oh, I was so excited about it. And then I continued shopping and I found a vibrator. And I I, I liked the description of it. It was very expensive for me anyway. Uh, I know that some vibrators are upwards of hundreds of dollars. This was not that expensive. But it had different features. It had... Um, Several settings. It it has several settings that have different vibratory patterns, if you will. And um, it has a neck that can be bent. And the head of it is a teardrop shape. The head of the vibrator is positioned on your G-spot. This is a wonderful, wonderful sex toy. I love this toy. Uh, But it's actually, that one's not my favorite vibrator. My favorite vibrator was a free gift 
with these these things that I ordered. What else did I order? I think those two things were it. And I got some free gifts. I got, uh, uh, and I didn't even think to do this with the butt plug. And I'm glad that they included a teeny weeny sample sized bottle of lube. Needed it with the butt plug. And I, I, you know, didn't know it. And that's, oh, oh yeah. I also purchased a dildo. And I don't use this dildo very often because it's a good size dildo and it spoils me. <sighs> anyway, but uh, the free things I got, I got, so I got the vibrator and I got the butt plug and then I got the little free sample of lube and they sent me some balls that were about an inch in diameter and they were this bright green color like tennis ball green and which is chartreuse that's the color I was looking for chartreuse green they were connected in the center they were about like I said each ball was about an inch in diameter they were not very large but they came with no instructions and they had a, a string on one end to remove them from whatever orifice you decided to place them in. So I automatically assumed that these were to go in my vagina. Well, let's just say I couldn't get them to cooperate. And it's not that they wouldn't stay. It's that I couldn't get them to go in. And I even had somebody, uh, a, friend of a friend with benefits at the time, well, not at that time, because like I said, my husband had just, my then husband had just asked me for a divorce, so I didn't have a friend with benefits yet. This was, this was uh, just in the future. And he, I, I took these little ball things over there when I met up with him one time, and he couldn't even get them to go in me. And so I ended up throwing those away. Don't know what they are, don't care what they are, but I got them for free, whatever. The last little free thing I got, because my, my, my order was over a certain dollar amount, they sent me a free vibrator. That is my favorite vibrator. And I don't know if it's the way it's shaped. It's got an egg-shaped head, and it's very, very tapered in the center. It's not very long either it's about six inches long I think um, and the speed it's got an on off switch so with that switch you can either increase or decrease the speed of the vibration that's all it doesn't have different patterns like my fancy one but oh my god this vibrator is my favorite one it just it hits all the right spots and it does all the right things and it makes me oh so happy when I masturbate with it so that is uh, my little my little inventory of sex toys. And I also, you guys are going to find this funny uh, because my family are, my. I still have a, 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 a living parent and a living step parent. And uh, my sister is with us and my sister is somewhat prudish. I think my mom could handle things. My stepdad could handle anything you throw at him. He's he's awesome. But my sister, like I said, is a little bit of a prude. And I, I know my daughter could handle finding my sex toys if I dropped dead. But I don't want to leave that to chance. So I have one friend. You guys, if you've listened to the 12 Days of Sexmas podcast, you've met Cody. Cody is my dear, dear friend, one of my best friends. And I just, I love him. I love him so much. It is his 
one thing to do when I drop dead. And if he is still with us, you know, he his job is to find my sex toys and everything having to do with my sex toys and get them out of my house or my apartment or my whatever I'm living in before my family can find them. And that's all. Uh, but Cody has undertaken that manfully. I've described the bag in which I keep everything, so hopefully he'll find everything. I do have some in the bathroom that uh, I haven't told him about, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit, because, you know, I mean, when you die, you're not going to know if anybody finds this stuff or not, but the thought of my daughter having to explain to my sister, gee, I found mom's what looks like a vibrator is this a vibrator auntie (laughs) oh my god get that away from me god oh no your mother was a sick pervert i am not a sick twisted pervert or a sick pervert um i i tend to be a little twisted sometimes but i am not that sick masturbation is a natural thing and like i said anybody who doesn't indulge in masturbation needs to Thank you guys for indulging me and letting me talk about my sex toys. But for now, let's call that done and we'll get back to our facts. So women are more likely to use sex toys during masturbation or or any kind of toy uh, in the United States. All right. And when it comes to masturbation, and yes, I meant that come. Yes. When it comes to masturbation, men and women, again, this is the United States only, uh, men and women are about 40% likely to lie about what they're doing. Okay, this I found very interesting. The question, it's it's a two-part question. Do you wish you could have a conversation with your significant other about masturbation? This is Americans again. I don't know why it's just Americans. 85% of those surveyed said no, they do not wish they could have a conversation with their significant other about masturbation. So the next question is, why are you not comfortable talking about masturbation with your partner? 63% of women and 58% of men said it's a private matter that doesn't need discussing. The other answers are very minimal. I don't know how to talk about it with them. I'm embarrassed that I masturbate. I don't want my partner to know or feel bad that I masturbate and other. That that might be why they lie. Let me, where did I find that? Oh, well, I can't find what I'm looking for. Okay, now we're back to the rest of the world. The United States, the United Kingdom, France, Spain, China, and South Korea have all ranked having sex as their most pleasurable activity. Now, that makes you wonder about the other countries, doesn't it? It did me. Germany had sex at number two. Having sex was their number two most pleasurable activity. The number one was hugging someone you love. Now, Japan, my goodness, Japan is either very enlightened or just uh, not very interested in sex. You'll see what I mean here in just a second. Their uh, most pleasurable activity, having sex, ranks number five among those polled in Japan. They would rather, number four, laugh. Number three, hug someone they love. 
Number two, be with people you love. And number one, what they would rather do than all these other things that I just mentioned, they would rather eat a delicious meal. I, I, I don't know what to think about that. I just, I guess I'm glad I'm not in Japan. And, well, if I were in Japan, the poll numbers would change because masturbation is, is, and having sex is still a very pleasurable activity for me. So, and marijuana smoking was not on that list. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then we've got Taiwan. They picked sex for third place. They would rather hug someone you love. That was second. And be with people you love. That was their number one. Oh, this is the statistic. I did write it down. I just didn't put it in the right place. Okay. For some reason, this is only folks in the U.S. Masturbation is not something we feel comfortable discussing with our partners. Okay. And they say it's a private matter. We, we talked about that. All right. Now, those of you who have listened to previous podcasts, and uh, I'm going to refer to the Let's Talk About Sex Baby podcast. That was the one where I talked to my daughter about sex. And I was so disheartened with the sex education curriculum that was being taught in the public schools when my daughter was a child. So this topic here is about sex education in America, only in America. I, I Again, I, it disheartens me that the rest of the world is not being consulted, or I just haven't found the right information to include the rest of the world. But this poll, like I said, is very in-depth, but I don't know why it just focused on America in some parts. So for American sex education, close to 75% of the Americans surveyed remember having some kind of sex education in school. And in order, these are the topics that they recall being covered. And this is not what was actually covered. It's just what they recall. Okay. In order of what they recalled learning about, we have STDs. About 80% of them remember uh, learning about that. About 77% remember learning about puberty and anatomy. Let's see. Pregnancy is next. 70% of the males and 79% of the females remember pregnancy being taught in sex ed. And some of these numbers, the way they have it divided into male and female, it is very enlightening to me. And the, the order in which these things are, we've got STDs, puberty, anatomy, pregnancy. One, two, three, four, fifth on the list in sex education is sex. That's fifth on the list. We have next is consent, which, okay, I'm going to give that to them. They, they need to teach that and what, con, what consent actually consists of. But the sad thing is it's 45% of both sexes remembered consent being discussed. So they're not discussing that enough or at least to a point that um, – Either sex remembers it. That's an important thing. Okay, next is masturbation. Okay, guys remember having masturbation talked about in their sex ed classes. About 44% of the guys surveyed remember having masturbatory talks in sex ed. Only 22% of females remember having masturbatory 
sex education. Sexual assault is next to last. Both sexes remember that at around 40%. And then sexual pleasure is last on that list. Males remember it being taught about 38% of the time. Females remember it being taught around 21% of the time. This tells me a lot, you know, like I said, this is not what, this is not the curriculums that are actually being taught in these school systems. These are what adults looking back on their sex ed classes are remembering. And 78% of everybody polled of all sexes and all sexual orientations, because they have that very, very divided up, um, and they they are very inclusive in this. Um, 78% of those polled of all sexes and sexual orientations believe that masturbation as a topic should be covered in these sex ed classes. That 78% of these people think that masturbation should be talked about. I think that uh, masturbation among teenagers is definitely something that needs to be talked about. A hundred percent of me thinks that it would definitely have, you would see, I believe, a decrease in teen pregnancy. You would see a decrease in STDs. You would probably see a decrease in teen sex. Probably. I don't know. The hormones are pretty out of control. This is why you've got to confront it head on. Nowhere on here is contraception. There's pregnancy, but nowhere on here is contraception. I'm assuming that contraception would have been discussed with pregnancy, but, or anatomy, it's possible, but, uh, Contraception is a big one, but masturbation is so far down on the list with very few people remember it being discussed in their sex ed classes. And so many of these people believe that it needs to be talked about. That tells me a lot. That tells me that our school systems are lacking and something needs to be done about it. Okay, I'm going to move on here. And again, this is only Americans. Don't know why. The average age that male and female masturbation begins is about 14 and a half. And I think that's probably, like I said, that's an average age. A lot of people discover it early and a lot of people, you know, like I said, they'll rub up against things not even being aware that what they're doing is masturbatory, which is fine uh, you 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 have a pressure and you're trying to relieve it and rubbing feels good. And, you know, it may not be relieving the pressure. It's not increasing the pressure unless you're actually masturbating. And then, you know, you've already started masturbating. So there you go. Male and females, the average age that masturbation begins is 14 and a half. And this little statistic, half of us discovered it on our own, on our own. And the other half is just a mishmash. We learned about it from talking to friends, the TV, the Internet, and, you know, things of that ilk, probably books, if people even read anymore. I know that's mostly how I found out about it was uh, romance novels used to have 
you know I'm 55. So I, I started reading. I started reading at a very early age. I started reading romance novels. I can't even remember how I got introduced to them because my mother never read them. Nobody in my family ever read them. Somehow or another, I got stuck on them, and I don't know why, but I loved them. Still do. They used to have, back when authors were writing these books in the 70s, and some of these were the ones that started me on my romance novel journeys. Some of them had very graphic, almost rape scenes in them because the hero was not considered to be a hero. He wasn't a manly man. He wasn't virile if he didn't physically assault the female almost to the point of rape. That, my friends, is how I learned about not sex and not necessarily about masturbation, but I knew that reading these words turned me on. I, I didn't know what the feelings were at the time, but I figured it out. I figured it out. That is when I would, you know, clench my legs together and think about the words that I'd read and some of the images that came to mind. I, I didn't like the violent parts so much, but some of the other stuff was very well written. So I found uh, books, internet, TV, friends. But yeah, half of us, about half of us discover masturbation on our own. And that's, that's nice. And it's, it's also good that you can talk to your friends and learn about masturbation. Because that was, that was uh, a, a big, but it was a big percentage. The biggest part of the other half you know, half of us discovered it on our own, and the other half, the talking to friends was the biggest part. Last couple of statistics here. Americans are very horny in June and December, but least horny in the autumn. Don't know why. And then January. Uh, September, October, November, and January are like the worst months for being horny, and don't know why. That's just the, the people polled. That's... You know, that was it. Now, what time of day do we masturbate? I like to masturbate right before I go to bed. I don't have to, and it doesn't necessarily make me sleepy because I can masturbate in the middle of the day and go about my business and be fine. And I will do that sometimes. In fact, sometimes I masturbate several times a day. I don't know why. I'm guessing it's my uh, uh, premenopausal hormones. 43% of us masturbate between 7.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. So most of us masturbate in the evening, sometime in the evening hours, after we get home from work, after we get home from school, after we, you know, shower the day's grime off of us, or maybe while we're showering, or we're running our nice little bubble bath, or, or whatever. Mm, masturbating in the bathtub is so fun. The other, the other time slot that was a big time slot. Most people do not masturbate during the day. Between the hours of, I believe it was 8 a.m. and up to this 7.30 p.m. mark, it was intermittent at best. They had it broken down into like two-hour, three-hour, four-hour segments, and it they were just negligible. The next biggest one is people, I guess, who stay up late. It was between the, uh, I believe, the midnight or 11.30 p.m. and I think it was about 6 a.m. was the time and I did not write the percentage down but it was it was very it was the second largest group so it was close to this 
43%. And then of those polled in the United States, most people masturbate in their bedrooms. Next is the bathroom. Just the bathroom. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's the tub or the toilet, but the shower is next. So it's not the shower. So we've got, they masturbate in their bedrooms the most, bathroom, shower. Next is the living room. And then we have a hotel room. That's always fun. I love to masturbate in hotel rooms. I will not, however, I, I have to sit on a towel if I'm sitting on one of the couches or one of the chairs or on the bed. If, if I don't pull the covers back, I'll have to have a towel on the bed. I am not. I've seen way too many episodes where they do that luminol thing and then the black light to show all the nasty things that people do in hotel rooms. No, 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 no. My bare ass does not go on one of these hotel room couches or beds spreads or chairs. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I'll get in between the sheets, do my thing, no problem. And if I want to masturbate anywhere else in the hotel room, I, my fat ass sits on a towel. Okay. People masturbate in their car. Okay. I, I was aware of that. People masturbate in their kitchen, apparently. And then the last place that people have claimed to have masturbated and I'm very proud of them. You go, you go work. I don't know if they have to excuse themselves and go to the restroom. I don't know if, you know, they are the only person on staff and they can just sit in their office and wank off. I don't know. I find the places very interesting. Well, my babies, I can't think of anything else to say about masturbation right now. No, I can't. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SlutRadio1. Uh, my Insta is Slut underscore radio. For those of you who want to go the email route, email me at SlutRadio69, that's the number 69, at gmail.com. And uh, I've got a Facebook I'm working on. I've got a Pinterest I'm working on, if you can believe that. Pinterest is not user-friendly to, to me right now. I'm having a very hard time with it. So if anybody wants to help me with it, please feel free to contact me. I'm finally getting some followers on Twitter. Thank you very much. I love you guys. And um, I'm out. I will talk to you next time. I hope. I hope you keep listening. I love you guys so much. And... Uh, I'll see you next time, babies. Bye-bye.